Hello and welcome to the Bully Beater Podcast, an ongoing discussion on raising awareness of bullying and empowering victims. Coming to you from Brisbane, Australia, I'm your host, Jay Pickering. Hello, Greg. Hello, Jay. How are you, Greg? Um, it's been a long week, but I'm pretty good. How are you? Yeah, it has been a very long week. Have you been to the gym at all this week? <laughs> I had my first... What, what, what's funny about that? So, funny story. Well, it's not really funny, but it is funny for me. I've been to the gym once in the last two weeks. Just the odd injury here and there. Oh, really? Yeah, just... I thought I thought you were going every day. Yeah, I was. You were? I was. Up okay. until a couple of weeks ago, and I think the universe was telling me, Jay, your body needs a rest, mate. My, I actually felt my left knee on um, Good Friday. It had this little pop. I was just like, damn, that's not good. But I know that it's not my ACL again because it, I wouldn't be able to have the movement I've got in it. Just, it's just this slight ache. And there's a bit of inflammation around it, but um, okay. So hey, when you're at the gym, and mm. do you ever? I know you you might do sort of different classes and work on some of the equipment. Do you ever do any boxing? I haven't done any boxing for a while, just because my left wrist is playing up as well. <laughs> okay, you like boxing though, don't you? Because I love my I boxing. You, I know you were training a while back. Yeah, um, you were thinking about actually. I was actually doing a bit of an amateur fight, were you? I was thinking about having an amateur fight. Yes, I was. Did you talk yourself out of that? Or no, was it I, just about the injuries? No, I injured myself out of that one. Okay. So there's an interesting segue into tonight's topic. We're going to be talking about whether you should fight back people who are being physically bullied and whether you as an individual should fight back to try and stop it. Right. I don't think I've ever been in this situation. I think a couple of times where I felt physically threatened, I probably hightailed it. Mm-hmm. Bikes are great. But what about you? Because have you ever been, been physically bullied where you felt like you needed to, to fight back or have you ever reached a point where you thought it was time to come out swinging? And, and what are your thoughts about that? So I've got a bit of a, another Donald story here for you, Gregory. Is this, is this the Donald we've spoken about already? No. no. Oh, it's a different Donald. No. Yeah, so this Donald, it's actually me, I suppose you could say. Oh, really? Nice to meet you, Donald. Thank you very much, Greg. Thank you very much. So this incident, this particular story, it goes back to about 13, 14. This is around about the time you were talking about your other high school Donald? My high school Donald, yeah. So this sounds a little bit like it could be be the victim becoming the bully. Is that what we're talking about here? No, no, something completely different. Okay. It, it's, but my high school Donald's actually involved in this story. Okay. Yeah. So there was a guy. Let's just, and I'm actually friends with this guy on Facebook. You know, he seems like we we haven't spoken in years, but he actually seems like an alright guy, and. Was, Are we going to name this guy? We'll give him. We'll give him the name Barry. 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 
So this this particular guy, you know how you get those, I suppose they're kind of annoying, boisterous kind of people. And they're always, I don't know, they're just always doing silly things. So this particular Barry, he was like that. And at the time, there were a couple people who, I don't know, a time frame of about a week where my my particular Donald and a couple other guys, they were antagonizing Barry and I a little bit. And I suppose they wanted to see who could push the boundaries and, you know, would play footy at lunchtime and all that. And um, they would, you know, make us try and tackle each other a bit harder. And they'd come back and say, oh, he said, she said, blah, blah, all this kind of crap. And this particular Barry, he was an he's an indigenous guy, right? We're in home ec and my Donald was sitting next to Barry in home ec and I think we're doing sewing, sewing classes. Can you imagine me on a sewing machine, Greg? I'd love to imagine you on a sewing machine, Jay. I'm sure all I, I did some sewing the other day. Actually, I MacGyvered some sewing machine repairs. Really? Yeah, yeah, it was... Um, it kept uh, dropping its stitch, and in the end, I, I did a little bit of Googling online and, and figured out I needed to adjust the tension on the bobbin case, and that made it all come good. I'll have to... Uh, I know nothing about sewing, but I already know how to uh, how to retension a bobbin case, so there you go. I'll have to Google what a bobbin case is, because honestly, man, I've failed sewing. So I can totally imagine you sewing. <laughs> did you make an apron? I remember when I did it, we had to make an apron, and we used the... We used the apron. We we went and did uh, woodworking and manual arts woodworking metalwork. Yeah, we used to call it shop A and shop B. Yeah, yeah, we did that too. Shop A was woodwork, and I think shop B was metalwork. Yeah. Um. So going back to my story, Donald, he was kind of egging Barry on to say this and say that, and he was doing the same to me all week. What what sort of things? So, Barry. He was saying stuff like, I did this to your mother last night. I did this to your grandmother. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. Where do we go with that? Well, it's simple. You don't go near people's mothers or grandmothers, Greg. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, okay. No, I'll totally agree with that. Mum's off limits. Grandmother is especially off limits. And, <laughs> and man, he wants to think about that anyway. Yeah. So basically what happened, this this had been escalating over a course of about of a week. He was saying this stuff in home ec and Donald and a couple of his mates were having a bit of a laugh about it and stuff. And then, you know, 13, 14-year-old boy, you're not really in control of your emotions back then. You're going through puberty and all that kind of jazz. And then I just said to him, righto, after class, you're effed. You're effed. And then he kept going. This is Barry? This is Barry. Kept going. So the original Donald. Was in Barry's ear. Was in Barry's ear. And he'd been in my ear all week as well. Yeah, saying, saying, come on, have a, have a go at Jay. Let's make home ec great again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Donald, so Donald and all of his cronies, all they really wanted to see that week was someone get hurt. Wanted to see whether they could get Jay fighting Barry. Basically. So after class, um, 
I went and got my bag and we're just standing outside the classroom and Barry's mouthing off still and Donald comes up to me and he's like, Jay, go up to him, you know, do this. And I'm like, I walked up to him and I said, Barry, you stop this crap now or I'm going to throw one. Throw one. Punch. Huh, okay. So I'm going to throw a punch. And he was looking at me smiling and laughing and he's just like, yeah, yeah, sure you are, sure you are. I walked away and then he kept going. And I've just dropped my bag and I've gone straight up to him and I've thrown two punches straight at him and hit him right on the cheek and in the eye. We were basically marched up to the office. He was crying. My body is just shaking like adrenaline going through it like there's no tomorrow as that happens when you get into an altercation like that. And then I'm sitting in the foyer of the office and then he's in the principal's office and you can hear him yelling and screaming saying, I often didn't do anything. He just come up to me and punched me, blah, blah, blah. And then the school principal's called my mother and um, said, we've had to suspend your son. And then she's gone, well, what's Troy done now? And they're like, no, it's Jay. And then she's like, Jay, Jay does nothing. Jay's, you know, a placid kid, do anything for anyone. And then she said, then the principal said, yeah, this kid was lipping onto him and Jay's just gone up to him and punched him twice. And uh, I copped a day suspension for it. Did you, um, so you were interviewed by the principal as well? Did you, did you actually tell your side of the story? Did you actually tell him what? What Barry had been saying? Yeah, I, I told him what happened. I'm pretty sure Barry might have got an after-school detention or something like that. But, yeah, I, I copped a day suspension for it. Do you think it was worth it then? Like, do you remember? Obviously, it was a pretty pretty intense moment in your life. and you, you can probably remember it pretty clearly. Like, how did you feel? So I had so much anger going through me at the time. You know, any anyone knows me knows that, and I've always been this. I've always been very relaxed and patient, and but I also know that when I snap, I snap. But when you're that age, it's it's so hard to control your emotions, to control your state, and at the time, like when you're in that headspace, and then that's all you can really think and. You know, it was, and I could tell you, like, two, three days later, it wasn't the right thing to do, you know. But then here's the thing, too. When I come back to school, like, there was guys, Donald come up to me and a couple others and said, yeah, Jay, you know, did an awesome job, blah, 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 and slapping me on the back and all that kind of stuff. But, man, it wasn't, honestly, it wasn't the right thing to do. Like, when you saw Barry after that? How were the two of you, or did you just stay away from each other? No. Over time, we started talking again. But, like, you know, I I understand where he was coming from because when you've just been beaten up by someone, you're not going to want to talk to him. That day, he won. He won because I let his actions get the better of my emotions. You know, once once someone has control of your emotions, they've won. I think the problem is that, it's all well and good to say that, that you shouldn't have let him get the better of your emotions and whatnot, but sometimes the antagonizer will just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing until until you will snap. And if you 
refuse to snap, they'll just keep on going. Yeah, they'll they'll try to find something. Yeah. The antagonizer will always try to find something to make you snap. Yeah, and if you're in a school with this person, you're in a closed environment with the same people, you know, you, you just can't get away from it. You must have felt that at times when you're being bullied. Just you know, there was no no break from it. As adults, we can rationalise that it wasn't the right thing to do, but you know there are kids out there who are who are getting bullied, and maybe they're just getting verbally bullied at the moment, and they're trying not to react because everyone says don't react. Maybe some of their parents are encouraging them to actually fight back to try and put a stop to it. I mean, it's a thing. There's lots of there's lots of research out there showing showing that sometimes reacting physically can make it stop. It can do exactly the opposite. It can escalate things to a point, you know, it can escalate into serious violence and you know, that can result in serious injury or death. Yeah, like... You don't know because every situation and every two people are different. That day I hit Barry, I thought I hit him pretty hard, right? And I'll be honest with you, and I hit him not once but twice and anything could have happened. You know, like I could have... I could have broken his nose, I could have broken his jaw, I could have broken his eye socket. He could have fallen back, and which you've seen people, one hit, one punch can kill. We've seen that before, you know, and it's, man, it's such a, the system, I tell you what, is so messed up, really, because here's the thing. As an adult, if you are being bullied, you can have the ability to rationalize things, but you don't have the ability to punch someone because you don't have the ability to retaliate yeah because if you do if you retaliate in a physical way you're charged with assault as a child how many children out there are self-aware and can understand their emotions and everything like that but then also on the flip side they actually have they can physically retaliate and not be charged with assault you know what i mean like how many kids out there are physically bullying people knowing that nothing's going to happen to them? Yeah. Bro, it is so wrong, man. It is disgusting. Tell me how you feel about these statements. Aggressive boys are more likely to misread actions of other boys as aggressive and to escalate those into violence. So, for example, someone's trying to be dominant in a game they're playing and they take someone down maybe a little bit harder than they could have. Yeah. So... That's them being aggressive and playing hard, and that can escalate into violence depending on how the other person takes it. That's, yeah, I agree. That's that's pretty easy to misread. Ever done that? Yeah, I think we've all probably done that at some point. Do you, um, think, con- do you think contact sports... I've done that on the basketball court. Do you think contact sports um, help this or, or make it worse? Do you think boxing is a good outlet? Do you think, do you think rugby league or, you know, ball sports where there's a lot of tackling, do you think... Do you think it's a good outlet or do you think it's a good outlet if you're aggressive and you like tackling people, but if you just want to play a game and someone wipes you out? Boxing is very different because I suppose you've got really in the boxing ring, you've got three people and the boxing ring is very controlled environment. So if the referee feels that, you know, a fight is getting out of hand, they'll stop that in a lot of cases. The football field, it's... I don't know, and contact sports, it, it's, it can escalate fairly quickly. I've seen it escalate on, on the basketball court 
a number of times where, you know, people might have stuck an elbow in there or, you know, just being playing hard and physical and then some people misconstrued that as, I suppose, being a bit dirty or something like that and, you know, they may be having an off game and then they may not like the the physicality of another player, you know. So... How I know. I've sat in on enough tribunals to know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've I've sat in on enough tribunals to realise I don't want to play senior basketball ever. That some people want to win more than others and it will make them act like tools. And it's, yeah, it's more so men don't like to be dominated by other men. This would be a really good time to bring up a conversation we had with Jeff Horn a while back. Jay, do you want to let our listeners know who Jeff is? So Jeff is a former Olympic boxer, former world champion boxer, I think. I'm pretty sure it was the WBC. And he got into boxing originally because he was getting bullied at school, didn't he? Yeah. And I remember him saying to us that he felt like he was getting physically bullied and it just wouldn't stop. And he originally started, him and his friends started learning how to box because they were looking at it from a self-defense point of view. Yep. There's going to be situations where... The right thing to do would be to walk away, but the other person just might not let you. I mean, in those instances where you're feeling like you're you're at physical risk, in those situations, I suppose you have to fight back, don't you? If you're protecting your own personal safety. So I have this belief, and that is you will only get physically bullied when your bully knows that they can physically bully you. So it starts at a particular level where they'll target you and then they actually see you become more submissive. And then the more submissive they see you become and they know that they can dominate you, I think that's when physical bullying starts. It never starts straight away. Like it never starts with a kid saying, yep, I'm going to walk straight up to that guy and punch him in the face. It's always like, no, I want to make sure that I can punch him in the face. You know what I mean? So, what are you in, when you're bullying someone, you're actually targeting what you believe to be their weaknesses. Sure. Now, the more depressed you become through your bullying, you're actually mentally and emotionally becoming weaker and weaker. And then that's actually starting to cause physical weakness, right? You're starting to show this submissive behavior. That is when a bully is ultimately going to... Physically, they won't target you until they know that they can physically target you or they believe they can physically target you. Just say you have a kid who is failing every single class in school. He's failing English, math, science, whatever. And he's not the most intellectual kid in the class, but you know he's a Golden Gloves boxer. Are you physically going to try and bully him? No, of course not. But Not unless you've got a death wish. Yeah, but would you call him dumb or something like that. You'd be very apprehensive too. Yeah, absolutely. So if that's the case, if if physical bullying doesn't really happen straight away, how do you break the cycle? How do you deal with this in a non-violent way so it never comes to that? How would you do that? So, interesting story. This is a Barry story, right? A Barry story? This is a Barry story, yeah. So remember my workplace, Donald? I wish I didn't, but I do, yes. <laughs> So this particular Barry, you couldn't say a single bad thing about this guy. Dead set, nicest guy on the planet, 
very upfront, very honest. You could never question his integrity, his character, or anything like that. He's the sort of Barry that could run for president, hey? <laughs> he is. Yeah. So this this particular Barry, <laughs> I remember when he first started, right? Because obviously, you know, we're doing garden maintenance, landscaping, whippersnipping, all that kind of jazz. This Barry, he was probably 22 at the time when he started, and he was a city kid. Never looked like he worked a single day in the sun in his life. So he was paley white skin, very... Milk white, soft skin. Very milky white, soft skin. We used to wear work, like high-vis proper work shirts and pants and stuff, steel cap boots. His first probably three or four months there, he would come to work every single day and he would have his shirt tucked in. His work wear would be ironed and he'd walk up to you and he wouldn't say hello to you or anything like that. Like he was a massive gamer and sci-fi fan and all that. He wouldn't, he'd walk up to you and he wouldn't say hello or g'day or anything like that. He'd just be like, greetings, you know, and then we'd laugh and, I thought you were going to tell me for a minute he'd do the Vulcan salute. <laughs> well, he did tell you to live long and prosper, where maybe that was at the end of the day. He he did that sometimes, actually. And then nice. We would we would have a laugh about it and give him a little bit of flack about it and stuff like that. You're always nice about it, though. I hope. Yeah, like it was. The thing is, I mean, he he took it okay, right? He did, and he seemed to enjoy doing it. Like he was sort of making you all laugh. Well, you could see sometimes he was getting annoyed with it, but the thing is, what I took away from this person, and this is what people need to learn, is that he was so different to everyone else there. He was extremely proud of who he was. He knew he who he was as a person, and he knew what he wanted in life and everything like that, and he was the kind of person that basically said, I'm not interested in being part of the majority of the status quo. I know who I am and this is my clan over here and I'm going to go hang out with these guys because that's who I am. They're me and I'm them, you know. And the thing is, he was so nice and so genuine and you couldn't hate the guy. It was physically impossible to hate him because even though people would give him flack and all that kind of stuff, he would never, ever say a bad thing about the person. Every morning we'd have to do checklists and all that before he started work and a lot of people half the time would have done but he always did his to make sure the tools worked right and everything like that and he'd have ppe and like he'd wear gloves to make sure he wouldn't get burnt and all that kind of jazz like i've got a question about this barry he sounds like he would have been a huge target for bullies in school barry didn't happen to have a dark secret did he something that that helped him combat bullying when he was at school something that something that he'd worked out to stop them from beating him down so yeah we were we were talking about this one day at work and you know i was saying how i hate bullying and all that kind of stuff and then he was like yeah i used to get bullied at school a bit as well and i was like oh really he said and this was his response and i could not help it just to laugh (laughs) and he'd be like and this is exactly how he said it. He said, yes. And I said, oh, what'd you do about it? And then he said, well, I used to wear my steel cap boots to school. And then every time a bully would try to start something with me, it only happened once or twice. I'd kick him in the testicles. <laughs> I just lost it. I literally lost it when he said that. 
Wow. A school kid wearing steel cap boots to school. So if anyone tried to bully him, he'd kick him in his steel cap boots. It would would be over very quickly. One vote Barry right there. (laughs) Vote one Barry. But it, oh. Barry for president. Yeah, it, it's not right, but oh, it hurts me just thinking about it. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, maybe with him, you know, that's that's what it took. He knew that the trying to talk his way out of those situations and ignore it just wasn't going to work for him. So it's funny to talk about it, but it's sad that he was ever in that situation. Oh, but, yeah. But that's, what have, I, what have I said in the past? Kids are assholes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've... I've got a good mate. We Kids punish people for being different. Yeah, absolutely. Did he really sound like Marvin the Martian? Yeah, he did. Was, he that, did. His, was that his natural voice or he just put it on? No, that was his natural voice. Oh, okay. And, and I have this good mate that I used to work with and he worked with Barry as well. And every time me and this good mate of mine, we catch up, this friend, we always talk... About Barry and, you know... Reminisce it, about the good times when Barry was in the White House. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But we we talk about, like, you know, you get those people that are just dead set one of a kind and you know that you're always going to, like, love them. And they're just unique individuals, you know. And he was, he was a dead set unicorn. Like, he was a real dead set unicorn. And he used to... People... He used to cop some crap but he always knew who he was as a person and he lived his life with pride like really really empowering to be honest with you now that i look back at it did your workplace donald try and bully him oh yeah yeah and how did how did he deal with that just ignored him the workplace donald he would sit there and call barry names and i kid you not barry would just sit there like we'd be there at smoko or lunch having our smoko lunch break and he'd sit back in his chair, shoulders back, back straight, head held high, eating whatever he's eating, and he'd just completely ignore him. Just be like, eh, that's your belief. I have mine. Move on. I have heard it's the best way to deal with Donald's, just ignore them when they're talking rubbish. Yeah, like he he did, he never, <laughs> he never ever engaged. But half the time you couldn't really understand Donald anyway. Uh, we've spoken a lot tonight about whether you should fight back and we do realise that depending on where you are in the world, the bullying you could be encountering and the situations you're in are very different. We're lucky enough to live in Australia where we don't have to worry about people being able to go to a supermarket and buy guns. We don't have to worry about our kids having access to to weapons that can kill people. We We don't have school shootings here. Guns just aren't a problem in our society the way they are in others. And and what our kids go through and, and consider bullying might be pretty vanilla compared to what some of our listeners out there in other parts of the world are going through. If you want to get in touch and leave some messages on our Instagram page or send us some messages, we're really keen to start hearing, hearing some stories from other people around the world and what you're going through and what you think about what we're saying. We'd really appreciate the feedback. Jay, I can tell from the look in your face that you've got a one last pearl of wisdom you want to leave our listeners with. Gandhi once said, an eye for an eye only makes the whole world blind. <laughs> <laughs>